Welcome to the Reality Check Podcast. I'm Zachary Phillips. So I want to talk about communication, about the honest and open expression of your thoughts, and about the idea of if it's even possible to truly communicate. I've been, I've been stewing on this for quite literally years, ever since I did managerial communication as a subject at university. It's always been one of these sort of bugbears with me. At the time, there was this whole you know, university class on the idea of how to communicate. And they had models and ideas and breakdowns of communicating and sharing and discussing. And at the time, I was fresh out of high school and quite naive and ignorant. So I just sort of looked at it and scoffed and was like, yeah, but you just, you know, you just talk, you just communicate, like, what's the big deal? And I didn't sort of see the the importance and the implication of it because I didn't have the world experience to contextualize the lessons learned. The basic idea was that one person talks, then it travels through the air, you know, or through various mediums of communication, and then the other person hears it and interprets it. And the process of that medium that you choose to express your words through has various positives and negatives. So listening to my voice now, you can hear the tone and the inflection and the pacing. But that that comes at the disadvantage of it happening live, as in, you know, you, it's not on paper. You can't slow it down. You're just hearing me as you're hearing me. Because it's over the internet, you don't have access to my body language, my facial expressions, all of those sort of nonverbal communications. But you do have the ability to listen to it whenever you like and play it back. You know, we've all had those text-based conversations that you can't quite tell if someone's being sarcastic or serious or the level of importance. Or you've messaged someone and asked a question and they've responded back with the single letter K, full stop, as in K, thanks. And you sort of get this this weird feeling. Or, you know, if you're physically talking in a real space, but there's music or televisions or other people around you. That's physical noise that gets in the way. The point is, is no matter how you communicate with someone, you're not guaranteed to really fully explain or express yourself to that person because of the medium you've chosen and because of the noise and the interference. That was, that was sort of like the summary of the university course, the, the, the subject. But since, since, since having that course, I've, I've you know, worked at a variety of different places, different schools, um, you know, coaching, I've done management, McDonald's, like a variety of different life skills and life experiences. And I now far more see the importance of effective communication and of understanding how communication works. And particularly now that we're in the age of mass social media communication and twisting the messages and, you know, people talking on Twitter with sound bites and all of these sort of things. The ability to effectively communicate, to share what you're saying, and then also just as important to be able to hear what someone's actually saying is, is vital. Because I fear that a lot of the things that are happening right now, a lot of it's caused by people just yelling past each other and not actually understanding the communication that's happening. The... There's something sort of deeper or, I suppose, more metaphysical even that the university course didn't get into, but something that I've sort of been really, really thinking about. And it's sort of come about watching my son learn to talk. He's, as he gets older, he's learning how to express himself and put things into words and 
you know, when he first started talking, he only had a couple of words to use. And he had to use those words very creatively to express what he wanted. But the more words that he gets, the, 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 the more he can express himself. But until he has a complete adult vocabulary, he will have concepts in his mind that he can't quite express through verbal and nonverbal communication. And this is true for me, it's true for you, it's true for everyone, right? So what, if we get a little bit meta here, I'm trying to pull something out of my brain, a concept, an idea, a feeling, a even the words that I'm using to describe what this is, is inadequate. It's something happening inside me, and I'm attempting to articulate it to you. So I'm putting a non-defined concept into words. I'm, I'm changing this thought that's in my brain into words, and I'm saying those words to you. And then I'm hoping that you're able to glean the meaning from those words in your own mind, and then sort of understand it not just as words, but as the meaning that I try to project, right? So this, this, is, this is the quintessential issue of communication. What, I'm, what I think in my head will be different in some sense to the words that I say and express. And, you know, let's just assume you hear them perfectly. How, the way you interpret those words that I say will be different to the way that I intended them to. And the end message that you get in your brain will not be the same as the message that I intended. And it won't be because if I use one word, it will have associations and meanings in my world, in my mind, from my past, from my experience, from my education, that won't be shared with you. So there's this feeling that no matter how hard we try, we can't ever really fully grasp the deep, the true meaning of communication as expressed through written or spoken word, because it has to be put into language, then communicated, and then sort of taken back out of language to fully sit in. There's a couple of analogies that I want to bring up. One of them is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu analogy, a martial art analogy. If there's a particular move or a takedown or even punching, just any, any sort of like physical movement, I can say to you the words of how to do that movement, and you can apply that movement. You can even be watching me do the movement. But for you to be able to replicate it yourself requires a lot of deep thinking, a lot of practice, a lot of repetition, and then finally muscle memory. If I'm doing something based on just an innate response, for me to try and break it down and express it to you with words takes something away from that. Because although I can say, put your hand here, move your body there, put your body weight in, in this position, lean over here, there will be nuances to it that I can't quite express. I could talk for hours and there'll be still things that I'm not able to get into because there'll always, always these be little nuances. If he moves here, I move here. If he does this, I do this. You should generally try and do this sort of thing, but if they do this sort of move, you'll respond in this way. And so on and so forth. So the only real true way that you can do it is to listen to my words, watch me do it, and then learn how your body would perform in that same way, i.e. applying the meaning to your own world. And I suppose the second the second analogy here comes from a, a, a character study or a case study of the book 1984. An amazing book, 
please read it if you haven't. <laughs> it is um it is a must read in my mind. But there's a sort of a, a plot feature of the universe where the dystopian government is attempting to make even the the ability to think of dissent impossible. It's far deeper than I'll be able to explain, as you know, given this uh, this podcast is trying to express. But the idea is, in order to do that, they're changing the language. Not only changing the language, but taking away words, reducing um, the ability to communicate by making the workable, usable spoken language, the dictionary, smaller. If I, if if the word for dissent or politics or religion or philosophy or freedom, or all of these sort of words that evoke a variety of meanings are no longer in the vocabulary if they've been taken away, as well as if all of the, the nuance. So rather than having good and great and excellent and amazing, they'll have good. To make it even stronger, they'll have plus good. To have it stronger than that, double plus good. And if you don't like it, it'll be a negative, ungood, right? So they're reducing the workable usage of the languages. And, and the book explains it and goes into significant amount of depths for anyone that's uh, linguistically orientated. It's quite amazing. But the overall result in the universe is to restrict the character's ability to communicate, to discuss, to even think thoughts. If, if, if there's no word for revolution, how can you, how can you possibly contemplate it? Right? Like, just, just go with me on this. If you don't have the word a word to express revolution. You might have feelings of unpleasantness. You might have feelings that you don't like the way things are going, but you don't have a concept to tie your potential actions to. What's the chances that a revolution will be successful? Now apply that same logic across the board and you see that language is a way to control a populace. This, this leads me down multiple different sort of thought paths but the main one being that that I see the the issues with communication to be quite quite poignant. You know, when someone's talking to me and I notice that we're talking through each other, talking past each other, and not quite expressing ourselves properly, what what's happening? Is one of us too emotional? Is does the meaning that you're trying to project not overlay with the meaning that I'm trying to project? Am I Am I interpreting things differently to how you're projecting them? Am I am I reading into the words and sort of jumping to conclusions? Am I being triggered? Is there noise? Am I mishearing something? Maybe I don't know definitions. Maybe you're using a word in a context that I've never heard it before, so I don't understand. There's, these are the things that I sort of like ruminate on and consider. But beyond that, and sort of related to the 1984 example, there are surely concepts that I've never heard. Right. If you take the idea for revolution, if you've never heard the concept of revolution, that thought is impossible. Oh, vaguely, you know, it's a, you could vaguely appropriate it, but it's not quite the same. But what about the thoughts of God, or the thoughts of morality, or the thoughts of any number of things? Now, I could pull all of these words, but there will be thoughts and concepts and ideas that I've never heard. And therefore, they might be vague understandings that are sort of sitting on the corner of my consciousness that I'm sort of looking for a home for, looking for a perfect word for. And I, I feel like this is what good art touches on. It, it puts into, you know, a good poem, a good drawing or painting or a good you know piece of music, 
it sort of touches upon a concept that isn't quite expressible, isn't quite able to be articulated, but it's still hitting a truth. I don't know, it's something that I've been considering. The, the practical application of these thoughts is that it makes me realize that although I feel like I have a quite a strong grasp of the English language, I'm aware of just how limited that is. I read a new book, I read, I listen to a new podcast, I interact with a new person, and I discover that my understanding of the world is just mine. You know, I'm, I'm in the process of very slowly teaching myself Russian because my partner's Russian and I would like to learn it for my kids and all of that sort of stuff. But there's some, some words just don't have direct translations. And that makes me wonder. It's like, well, you know, like, and they, like there's different language structures and depending on how far away from your core language you get, some languages sort of evolved, so to speak, almost distinctly differently from English. So the further away from English you get, the more odd or confusing or different those pathways are. And that leads me to think that if the very core structures of how language are set up are different, it would be like seeing the world, it would be like, like accessing the internet through a different operating system. You know, we, the main operating systems are like Windows and, and, and um, Apple, whatever. But what about if you operated through Linux? Or if you created your own and accessed the internet through something that you created? Or a... You know, or, or for, for, for a more specific example, it's like sort of accessing a website through Chrome or through Safari, right? They're very similar, but there's some features and differences that, that, are, that, are, that are distinctly separate to the, the operating system you're looking through. So, I mean, I mean, this is nothing new. What I'm suggesting is, is just like, like look at the cultural differences of different countries. And I, I sort of get it, but it sort of, it blows my mind to think that that I could look at something, interpret it in one way, think that I'm right, because, well, of course I'm right. <laughs> but then I could be standing next to people from different cultures, different upbringings, different language backgrounds, different genders, different sexualities, different ages, all of those sort of things. And they will look at the same event with the same knowledge and come to a different conclusion just because they're using a different operating system to me. I don't know if this whole line of reasoning really helps me to sort of step back and realize and say like, hey, drop your ego. Be mindful. Be in the present moment. Because just because you think and jump to a conclusion doesn't quite make it necessarily true. So, yeah, that's a bit of a ramble on communication. If you like this podcast, please uh, communicate with me. Let me know. Uh, shoot me a message on social media at Zach P. Phillips or head over to my website, Zachary-Phillips.com, and let me know what you're thinking. And if you're enjoying the podcast, rate and review it wherever you're listening to it and send it off to someone. Say, say, hey, I reckon you'll enjoy this. And we can build and grow and um, get the conversation flowing for lack of a better expression. Anyway, cheers. Cheers.